0: Hello, my name is Andrew Denny and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly podcast featuring conversations with talented, prominent guests to shed light on the stories behind the scenes of luxury build and design. This week, we're joined by Rachel Graham of Greenhouse Creative. Episode 64, Optimizing Your Website for Interior Design. Our theme for March is Business of Design. From branding to events, client management to marketing and financing, this month we'll revolve around the tools necessary to create, run, and work with thriving design businesses. Our guest today is Rachel Graham, web designer and digital strategist at Greenhouse Creative. She specializes in creating websites for interior design professionals who are struggling to stand out from the crowd and want to book high-end clients. Believing that your website should be both functional and fashionable, Rachel relies on her artistic side and her background in software development to deliver hardworking, beautiful websites that help her clients grow. Rachel joins us to discuss how interior designers can optimize their website and to discuss her new guide, 10 Website Must Haves for Your Interior Design Business. Rachel, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Share a little bit about who Rachel Graham is.
1: So uh, my husband and I lived in Nashville for almost 20 years before we sold everything and moved to the beach in the middle of a pandemic, (laughs) and um, so I've got a background in software development, have been doing that for many years, and launched my own business about two years ago, um, specializing in creating websites for interior design professionals. So um, now we live on the Emerald Coast and enjoy weekends at the beach with our two kids, and That's a
0: little bit about me. Oh, cool. Well, again, thanks so much for being here. Um, Very, very appreciated. Uh, So I want to start today's conversation about websites um, with just kind of an overview of where the industry is. Obviously, um, design is very, very visual. So from a technology standpoint, kind of share with our listeners and myself, just kind of where you feel like the industry is right now, from social media to web design to, to uh, you know, whatever medium we have out there to showcase our work.
1: Sure. So um, as you mentioned, it's an extremely visual industry and um, it's really important to be online. And I think, you know, clients are going to expect that you have a really slick high-end website that really demonstrates the quality of your work, um, that you're represented on social media, and people can find you easily on Instagram and Facebook. They want to be able to type your name or interior design in Nashville, Tennessee, and find you on Google. So everything kind of has to be working together. um, And it's definitely become an expectation for all of our clients that you're easily accessible, and I can look at your photos and all of those things. So it's definitely an important piece of the business.
0: So websites used to be um, somewhat, I guess they didn't have to be super functional. And now people want to be able to have a conversation um, or at least start a process of their visiting your website. What does like, the data tell us just from an industry perspective about those like first impressions? I know there's metrics sure. involved. Yeah. You know, and, and to the layman, they don't necessarily mean a whole lot. But what is what do they mean to you?
1: So I think the most important thing to consider is um, that you've got about eight seconds to grab someone's attention oh, wow. or they're gone. Um, wow. And your phone needs to be easy to navigate or your website needs to be e- easy to navigate from your phone. So those are two really big things. Um, so you you do sort of have to follow these marketing strategies, copywriting formulas so that you can be as efficient as possible, that the most important information is at the top um, and it's easy for somebody to find. So those are definitely statistics that matter. Um Also paying a lot of attention to um, Google and how it changes its algorithm. Mm. Um, It's definitely more sophisticated than I will claim to fully understand. But at the end of the day, um, user experience is what's getting prioritized. Mm. So they found ways to measure, can I deliver the valuable content that a specific user is looking for when they type XYZ into that box?
0: Oh, well, sounds easy. <laughs> okay, so now that we've covered that, help me understand how an interior designer's website help them book more high end clients.
1: When I think about what a website can do for a business, um, it's a couple of things. So, first and foremost, you know, we're all sort of familiar with that process of moving a client from total unawareness that I even have a problem mm-hmm. to solve to I'm going to select this product or this service to solve that problem. Um, your website has to be your a window into your business. Mm-hmm. And so your objective is um, to let it function like a member of your sales team. Mm-hmm. And it's really moving those visitors from not knowing anything about you, I'm just curious to see what you have to offer, to actually clicking that button to book the consultation. So that's one piece. The other thing is um, high-end clients expect a high-end service. And so you can really leverage your website and other technology to create a premium experience for your clients. And that's early communication, um, getting expectations out there early in the process, making it easy to book appointments, easy to pay you, all of those things. And when the process of working with you is painless and enjoyable, um, it's not long before you start to really elevate
0: Actually, everything you just said there makes a tremendous amount of sense. So uh, I think I, I want to just stop and, and talk about this real quick, about the function of making it easy. Okay, so everybody's time-starved, and um, a website is basically a central hub that can be open 24 hours a day, you know, Absolutely. all the time. So, uh let's talk more about some of the functions that can be integrated into a into a website now that are really helpful for people in the design industry yeah. um, specifically the paying I really liked that I, I mean obviously e-commerce has been around for a long time I just didn't necessarily associate it with with uh, paying for design services
1: yeah so some of the tools that I like to recommend to my clients start with you know there's a link on my website where i can Pick from your available dates and times. And, mm-hmm. and the designer has the ability to specify some parameters. So I don't want to book anything more than or less than 48 hours in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I only do this type of appointment on Fridays. That kind of stuff mm-hmm. can be set up all automated. The, um, the client can come in and click a button, schedule an appointment. It collects the payment right there. They agree to the terms and conditions of working with you Um, And then, you know, we're sending automated appointment reminders. And then you can start doing some of your client onboarding, taking steps away from you, you know, emails that you would normally have Mm -hmm. to send manually. Or miss. Yep, absolutely. Things aren't falling through the cracks. um, And it just makes the experience for your client so very seamless. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what's expected at this point, I think.
0: Okay, very cool. I love that. Let's talk a little bit more about... Uh, so, we were just talking about function. Okay. But let's talk about how a designer's website really needs to stand out. Do you, first off, do you have some websites that you really, really go to for inspiration? Um, they don't have to necessarily be uh, in this industry, but what do you do to kind of stay current on styling?
1: Honestly, a lot of that is. Um is just interacting with and viewing the work of other web designers. Mm -hmm. So um, all of us sort of have a preferred set of tools to work with. And then uh, there's a lot of opportunities to look at kind of best in class things. There are people who are selling templates. So those are all things that... I try to stay um, exposed to. I'm I'm following those trends so that when it comes down to having a conversation with an individual designer, now I'm pulling from that background, but trying, you know, able to customize it to Mm -hmm. your specific aesthetic. Um, And a lot of that inspiration honestly comes from photos of my clients' work. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. when I'm looking at, um, you know, the photos of of your work in someone's home, those can all inspire those design choices too.
0: Okay. And so... Function and fashion, um, that's a really neat parallel between web design and interior design.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to have both. Absolutely. You're somewhat beholden to your client, though, to be able to provide great content. Absolutely. So they have to have some really great looks.
1: Yeah. Um, number one piece of advice, especially for a visual industry like interior design, is you have to invest in high quality photography. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, it's it's very very difficult. Now you can find countless resources online that will teach you how to do it well from your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can hire a professional photographer, it's absolutely worth it. But for those who are still getting started at the beginning, you know, taking good pictures, studying a little bit about photography can still be done. Um, and then you've got that that portfolio to work with for sure. the website.
0: Sure. What are some things that you see? uh or let me ask you this in a different way. What are some things our clients should be looking at and asking themselves about the function of their website? So, you know, to me, there's nothing more frustrating when I go to a website and it feels outdated. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird because it's super easy to spot an outdated website. Yes. So, Those are, again, I'll use the term layman, things that I can see. What are things that technically make a website outdated and less functional?
1: Um, Goodness. So there's a lot of things that I would start with. Um, Looking at some analytics and site traffic metrics can always be a good indication of what is or isn't working. Um, So that's a good place to start. There, uh, Honestly site speed is a huge piece of the puzzle so and older can, websites can, are going to be slow. Yeah,
0: can you share on that one because this is one that's highly irritating. Yeah. And I'll and I'll go back but and tell tell our listeners what site speed is.
1: So it's literally how long does it take to load the page. Um, You click on a website and you watch that sad little blue spinning circle until the page fully loads and there's a lot of things that go into that you know the size of the images on the page the technology that it's built on how it's hosted lots of super technical non glamorous things go into making a site fast. Um, But if you want to rank in Google search results, if you want people to actually interact with your site and click the button to schedule the consultation, Mm -hmm. it has to be fast.
0: I'm telling you, personal experience, you you try to look up a website. It's slow to load. My first thing that I do is I swipe up and close down my entire web browser because I just assume it's moving so slow it has to be the Internet. Yeah, it's probably not. And then I go back. and i try to open it up again and yeah. there we are slow and then i try like another web page like cnn and it flashes right up yeah. and at that point i'm like uh, i don't want anything to do with that company like that's how how yeah. quick it can be but i think i don't think i'm unique in in operating like that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mentioned before you've got about eight seconds before you've totally lost the attention of the person who clicked on your site. Uh, um, I think metrics typically say, so Google is looking for your page to load in less than three seconds on mm-hmm. a phone. Um, that's sort of the bar that you're attempting to re- achieve. And for highly visual sites is a challenge. You mm-hmm. really do have to strategically build them and make sure that you have the right pieces in place. To, to make sure those big, beautiful images load quickly.
0: I remember back in the day, it was so neat. I'd go to a new website and it had almost like a curtain and it would slow open yeah, and, yes. you know, there would be this narration, click here to, right. I'm taking it, that's no longer.
1: Yeah, no, don't don't have a big red velvet curtain on the yeah. homepage of your site. It's probably yeah. okay. not going to be a useful tip. Okay.
0: What are some other um, uh, functions that people in our industry should be looking for?
1: Um, So for interior designers and really for any service-based business, there's three things that I think you have to have, and that is the ability to collect emails so that you can um, nurture and sell to a list of subscribers. Mm -hmm. Um, Research has shown time and time again that the return on that investment of doing some basic email marketing far exceeds what you can do. Purchasing ads... Social mm-hmm. media, all of it combined. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a no-brainer uh, for for a little investment of time, very inexpensive tools. Um, You've got a whole opportunity there. So that's one. Um, The scheduling piece is huge. So being able to book my appointment online. I don't have to call you and talk to your receptionist. We don't have to exchange three emails to figure out that 10 a.m. on Friday is the only time that works for both of us. It's literally two clicks. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really big one. And then accepting online payments is huge. Don't wait for a check to come in the mail. Don't be manually emailing payment reminders and invoices Um, there's there's a number of ways to Mm -hmm. automate all of that
0: okay very very cool so uh, let's talk about what the investment should be for a proper website okay and a lot of the listeners of couture and construction of my company textures we are in the luxury business um so Again, I can speak on on my behalf. We've invested in a luxury website. How much should a website cost for for I guess to build it and then to maintain it? Let's talk about what those investments can look like. Sure.
1: So, you use the right word because you do have to have the mentality that this is an investment and not an expense. Mm-hmm. You know, you you look at the benefit of whatever revenue you're going to make from booking one project. Mm-hmm. You should be willing to spend at least that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say there. it really varies. Um, if you're looking for white glove, completely done for you, you don't lift a finger kind of service to get what what I would recommend as a basic setup for an interior design business, you're probably going to spend somewhere between eight and $12,000 mm-hmm. to build it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want it to be well-maintained and content refreshed and all of those things, you're probably spending at least... $500, thousand dollars a year on just keeping your software licenses activated, hosting, all of those kinds of things, mm-hmm. and then content on top of that,
0: okay.
1: um, which you can do yourself or you can hire somebody to do it for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of ways to reduce that cost if you're willing to roll up your sleeves. Maybe you write your own content. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you have a designer set up all the technical pieces and you go in and customize it yourself. So there's, there are ways to dial that back, but... That's kind of the the starting point. If you need a lot of um, robust features like e-commerce for your online shop or maybe you're going to sell some video courses mm. for people who may want to learn design from you, um, membership-only type mm. features, those are going to cost more.
0: Okay. And um, what sort of team do you bring to a table? So, again, kind of... In an interior design, um, an interior designer is going to bring a flooring guy, an electrician, a furniture provider, window coverings. What what team do you bring or are you able to bring?
1: So it depends on the size of the project and kind of... Um, what the needs are a lot of times I'm I'm a one-on-one shop so I'll write your copy for you mm-hmm. if that's what you choose um, design your site and I can help with branding as well um, for bigger, bigger projects I may bring in some resources to help with that copywriting and content creation maybe a graphic designer to do some of those pieces um, but a lot of times it's me and the business owner really collaborating one on one to kind of come up with the task list and everybody owns their piece
0: sure um, where do you rank like where is the website in the business structure now? So I'll let you answer and then I'll kind of give you my perspective on sure. it but if yeah, just where's the website and the business structure? um you know, how is it located? what's its importance uh does that make sense?
1: It does, um, and I think we touched on it earlier. You know, it it's a little bit sales team member, so um, it is your digital brochure. Um, it is your booking agent. It is your receptionist. Mm. It can be your. Um, accounts receivable clerk. Yeah. So um, it, it definitely can fit um, in a lot of different areas. I think you have to think a bit about it um, from the sort of front of house, back of house perspective. And it mm. needs to be straddling that line. It needs to be um, your online business card, but it also needs to be doing some work for you.
0: And that's kind of thing through this conversation. It's literally dead center. Yeah. Like it is.
1: That makes sense.
0: In the way I describe it to our team is it is our online handshake. It's typically going to be the first impression one of our clients has. Maybe aside, the only thing that would really be ahead of that would be maybe a social media post or Sorry. experiencing our work on a job site. But aside from that, it's going to be the first impression
1: if it's not the first, it's the second, because mm-hmm. your next step, as soon as you hear that, the name Textures Nashville from a friend or you come across a social media post, you're going to click the link and go to the website. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. truly, really, really cool. So, we're here in a new year. Um, what are, uh, where, where are websites headed? What's going to be new? You know, we hear a lot about AI and virtual reality and chatbots. Um, what's What's new?
1: So um, this may be an unpopular answer, but I think I prefer to keep things simple. Mm, Um, We can all be guilty of chasing a trend, and technology is no different. Mm. Um, Chatbots certainly have their place. You know, sometimes you've got um, frequently asked questions, and you're sending the same three sentences over and over again to everybody who's interested in learning more. And
0: and just real quick, what is a chatbot?
1: Um, and in its simplest form, it's it's pre-programmed responses. So you know you. So that's
0: really not a live person.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of burst the bubble.
1: Yeah, you. Um, <laughs> now, eventually, you may get to yeah. a live person, but it, typically it's a it's a big decision tree of questions and answers. And oh, really? Um, huh. If you don't ask something very very complex, <laughs> you're not talking to a human. <laughs> Um, they have their place. They certainly do. Uh, but most, you know, most entrepreneurs don't need a chat bot. Um, they need the basics and they need it to be clean. Yeah. I think every website should have all the functionality it needs and only the functionality that it needs. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, what about AI? We hear a lot about AI.
1: Yeah, again, super complicated and fancy and glamorous, um, but does it have an application here? Maybe not. Um, AI is is useful in software development mm-hmm. for sure, but for a service-based business, I don't really know that there is an application, um, and it's certainly not an investment that you're going to see a huge return
0: on. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So for for this upcoming year and hopefully the foreseeable future, You think less is more, kind of keep it classy, but keep it very fast.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Let's talk about something you mentioned earlier about it needing to work from a phone. It's rare, 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 rare that I am surfing the web on my computer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Aside from looking up business-related things, you know, definitions, how to spell a word, But even when I'm sitting in front of my computer, if I want to look at something online, I'm usually doing it on my phone. Yeah. So what advantages does that provide and what disadvantages does that provide?
1: So, I mean, the advantage is pretty obvious in that we have access to information literally in our fingertips all the time. Um, and so, you know, where once upon a time somebody may have had to remember, oh, I was interested in looking up that business. And when they sit down at their AOL computer, and <laughs> listen to the dial up later, hopefully they remember. Um, so, you know, we've got all of that at our fingertips all the time. And so your information is accessible to anyone, anywhere, almost anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge, but it does mean that you have to design with mobile devices in mind, um, there's a concept called responsive design. Basically what that means is the website knows what device you're on when you mm. hit the site and it adjusts the display so that it's easy to read, easy to navigate for whatever device you're on. Oh, wow. Um, and so a lot of that is built into some of the technologies we use as web designers. Um, good web designers are going to test your site in every device so that we know it works well. Um, But a lot of it is just awareness and making sure that you're paying attention to how things are formatted for mobile.
0: Final kind of question here is we mentioned in the intro the 10 website must-haves. So I'm assuming we've probably covered a few of those, but tell me about your guide for designers specifically about the website must-haves.
1: Yeah, so we have touched on a lot of the advice that um, that I've written into the guide. I basically just wanted to create a resource for um, interior designers specifically and, and other professionals in the business that can be used either to start from scratch. So maybe if you're just starting out, you're not really sure where to begin. Um, it, it gives us kind of the 10 things to consider that you absolutely have to include. Um, maybe you've had a website that you have been using in your business for a long time. You feel like you might be missing the mark. You're not really sure what to change. Um, it can be used to kind of go through and make sure that you've got all your bases covered. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's a tool that I've created for interior designers to evaluate what they need.
0: Very, very cool. So when when you talk about the must-haves of a design, you know, it's really hard for us to evaluate our own our own work. You know, we kind of always think the best or the worst. Do you have any advice of who to have outside of somebody like you? Um, but where can you get good feedback on, on your website? Is that friends and family? Is that colleagues? Um, you know...
1: Honestly, I think if you want the absolute most valuable feedback, it's Perfect Strangers. It is first impressions from the guy sitting next to you at the coffee shop. Hmm. Um, and that might be a very uncomfortable conversation to have. But but if you could... Probably not as uncomfortable as
0: it could be. I so, mean, there's worse things you yeah, can talk hey, about. Yeah,
1: uh, can I buy you yeah. a cup of coffee yeah. if you just yeah. tell me what you think of this page? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at the end that's of the day. That's a great
0: idea. That's a, that's gold.
1: Right? It's good advice. Um, and I think, you know, if, if that person who's, who doesn't know anything about you, mm-hmm. they don't know what industry you're in, if they can look at your homepage and ascertain what you do, who you do it for specifically, mm-hmm. um, and what do I do next if I actually want to work for you or work with you, buy from you, then you're off to a good start. Okay.
0: That's really, really good advice. So, those three questions that you really want to understand: what you do, who you do it for, and how do I go to the next step?
1: Yep. How do I work with you?
0: That's that's really great advice, and perfect strangers makes perfect sense. Okay. Well, this has been very, very helpful. I'm sure our listeners uh, took a lot from this. Um, I know I did, and uh, Rachel, we appreciate you so much. It is time for a little rapid fire. So, what is your favorite thing about Nashville?
1: Oh, I have two answers to this question. So, having lived here for 20 years, I have to say the people, um, mm. friends, and family will always keep us coming back to Nashville. But, very close second is the food. <laughs> food is truly my favorite thing to do. Um, and there's always some new place to try and an exciting menu and like good wine.
0: Eight new places a week to try. Every
1: time I come. Yeah.
0: It's, and they're all one yep. better than the next. So, great answer. Great answer. So uh, where or how do you get inspired?
1: Um, the thing I love the most in working with clients, especially, is just the passion that they have for their business. So I, I am privileged to usually be working with entrepreneurs who really believe in what they do, um, and their excitement for it, and you know, just being able to solve day to day problems. And those conversations are so much fun for me. So they definitely inspire
0: me to do the work that I do. Very cool. Yeah, it's passion is contagious. There's it is that's, that's for darn sure. What is your unique superpower?
1: If I had to pick one, I'd say um, my brain is wired to make connections. So um, I, I have an ability to break down big, complicated overall things into the details that have to happen to to make it all work together. Um, I'm
0: just the opposite. I can turn very small things into huge problems. <laughs> in <my head.
1: laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, listen, you've been an absolute great guest. Um, Really appreciate you sharing ideas and just insights uh, on how to optimize and create a fantastic website for our interior designers. Um, Would you let our listeners know how they can find you, how they can follow you? Uh, That would be very, very helpful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You can find me at greenhousecreative.co. Um, Or I'm on Instagram at greenhouse.creative. Those are probably the two easiest places to start. And thanks for having me on. This has been so fun.
0: Absolutely. And we'll include those links in our show notes so our listeners can find you. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I'm your host, Andrew Denny. Thanks for listening. As always, if you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share Couture and Construction with your friends and colleagues. And we want to hear your feedback, so please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Couture and Construction is brought to you by Textures Nashville, produced by Davis Osborne and Chelsea Rand, and is recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective.